right through the maze of the madness. Struggle is my address with pain and crackless. Gunshots coming from sound to blackness. Giving this game with no time to practice. Born on a blacklist. Told I'm below average. A life with no cabbage. That's no money if you from where I'm from. Funny, I just want some of your son. Dark clouds seem to follow me. Alcohol that my pot swallow bottle me. No apology, I walk with a bold on my shoulder. It's the Cold War, I'm a colder soldier. Hold the same fight that made Martin Luther the king. I ain't using it for the right thing. In between lean and the fiends, hustle and the schemes. I put together pieces of a dream. I still have one. To be free, my dreams is true. Oh my goodness, ladies and gentlemen, once again, it's Tuesday night. And listen, I'm doing something unique with the uh, show tonight. I mean, we live streaming, of course, on video. We, you know, we're doing a regular audio. Um, but I talked to a friend of mine that was in Hollywood, and he said, you know what? With the content, the content on my show is so heavy and so high that he thinks that I should give the fans, the viewers, like a little bit more of a home look, like let them see the ruggedness a little bit so they can interface with us better. And I agree because, I mean, this dude is doing his thing on his radio show, so I just took his advice and ran with it. So today, we're not doing anything special with the backdrops or none of this special effects, man. We're just going raw, straight gangsters. And, um, you know, with that being said, you know, Today's show is going to be amazing. It's going to be spectacular. <laughs> you know, we've been talking about a lot of things and um, a lot of negative things and controversial things. And I'm going to talk about some controversial things and a lot of positive things. I have a special guest. I got a Gus panel. I mean, it's going to be on and popping. But listen, I just want y'all to prepare your hearts and mind because even though we're going to be talking about some positive things, it's going to be highly controversial. And you know what I mean by controversy. I mean controversy. So with that being said, I'm going to introduce my my panel and we're going to get this show on the road. I'm going to introduce the topic after my panel and, of course, you know I have questions. So with that being said, I'm going to introduce my panel first, and none other, starting with none other than Lady J herself. Lady J, give a shout out to the peoples. Good evening, everyone. You all know it's Lady J, Randy, choose anchor woman, holding him down for the hour or two. <laughs> or three or, or four. Three or four. <laughs> <laughs> and my other co-host I got with me, um, my surrogate uncle, X Factor. Go ahead and holler at the people, X. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> hey, X. Yeah, it's fitting to be popping. And I have a special guest on the line. Listen. She is an author of the book called Network, Navigate, and Nurture. Mm. 
the equation to strategic networking. Oh, my gosh. It's, it's going to be amazing. Michelle, say hi to the people. Good evening, everyone. Thanks for having me. Hey, no problem, no problem. Now, listen, before I get into the show, Michelle, I want you to give the people where they can get your book, where they can find you on social media. Give them the whole shebang before we jump into the topic. And I'm going to have you do it a couple times during the show, but just start start off that way. Go ahead. Awesome. So, yes, Network Navigator Nurture, the equation to strategic networking. Um, you can find it on Amazon. You can get it right now for two ninety nine on the Kindle. Um, you can also get the physical copy. If you want a personal signed copy, please reach out to me on Twitter at Line25Consult. That is L-I-N-E-2-5-C-O-N-S-U-L-T, Line25Consult on Twitter. And the book is just talking about what we're going to discuss today, human relationships. It's more on a professional level, but, you know, no longer is the time where you can just go to work, keep your head down, and do a good job. You have to get out. So I talk about, you know, how you need to interact with people in and out the workplace, the different type of events you should attend if you want to be seen, if you want to be a professional, if you want to be a subject matter expert. And at the same time, we all need help. You need a support system. You need a mentor to help you get through the professional maze to help you find balance in life. And hopefully that mentor has gone down the path that you're looking to go to and they can give you some good advice in order for you to be the great person that you're destined to be. Wow. Wow. Listen, now where they can find you on Twitter is at Line25Consult, correct? Yes. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let's jump into this topic. (laughs) I I forgot. Wait, Randy, wait, pause. What? Wait, wait, wait. You need to hit the August. Oh, I'm, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm okay. going to, you know, I have to set it all up okay. and make it make right. it nice and smooth. Yes. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to jump into today's topic. And you guys have been introduced to everyone who's going to be on here now. Today's topic is going to be the start of my new series called Human Relationships. How do we interface with each other Mm. in the midst of all this evil? Mm. And, of course, I have questions. My panel is august. Y'all ready for these questions? I'm I'm, I'm ready. ready. Now, Now, I know this is your first time being on here, but listen. I treat my guests like family. So these questions, I want you to chime in with your advice, your opinion, your facts, whatever. We This is an open discussion, debate, forum, slash, everything, all in one, state of the union type stuff. So, Phil, if you don't want to be professional talking, then you can, <laughs> you can talk the way you want to talk. No, you know, you do be comfortable, kick your feet up. Now Well, you know, I'm passionate about my stuff now. Okay. That's good. I love it. I, <laughs> hey, listen, we I I didn't had debates on here plenty of times, so if you know, no love laws, if we start debating, I still got love for you, sister. Ain't no love laws. We never we never can grow unless we learn how to agree to disagree. That's true. You know, so if we disagree on something then we just we just disagree on it. It's okay. Because at the end of the day, I'm going to still support you and push your stuff out there. If 
because I believe that you're doing positive things in the community. Yeah. With that being said, I have questions. I'm ready. And I hope that my panel has answers. Listen, for those that are listening in, the, the call-in number is 607-203-5420. And if you want to talk to the panel, talk to me, then just push one, and you are linked in to talk to us. Now, listen, we're going to start off. What is the st- – I'm going to read the questions, and then we can – and then I'm going to throw it to the panel. What is standard for today's relationships, whether it's friendships or dating relationships, whether it's man-to-man friendship or dating, woman-to-woman friendship or dating, man-to-woman, and so on. I mean, some women even, and even some men like dogs. But anyway, um, has society made humans become less sensitive to each other? 607-203-5420. Are women just there to be used, or do they bring value to the world's systems? Wow. I'm really hoping that these questions someone out there that they call in. Are men just horny, angry, money-hungry dogs? <laughs> How should a man carry his emotions in today's society? And, last question, are the emotions of women really that different from men? The questions have been thrown. My panel is august. What's the standard for relationships today? Somebody talk to me, please. Let me know. Michelle, since you're the guest, you can go ahead. (laughs) The standard for relationships. um, The standard for relationships have definitely been lowered. And, you know, me personally, I've been single for five years. But at the end of the day, I'm very aware of myself. Therefore, I'm very aware of what I expect, you know. So everything that I'm expecting from someone, I'm more than capable to put it on the table. Uh, Me personally, I like to date, you know. I like to talk. I like substance. So whoa, dinner and a whoa, movie is not going to cut it for me because I'm not a movie person. So the first date could be simple as coffee, Starbucks, 15, 30 minutes. I'm good, um, okay. depending on how we met. You know, if it goes on to the second date, I would like dinner and some type of activity, like just something else. Um, but not necessarily a movie because I like to talk, so I want to get to learn you. I want to get to learn you. Ah. And, um, no, keep going. <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's my personal take. I mean, there's so many things. Um, I was just on Living Social a few weeks ago, and I got a, um, a ticket for, like, a whiskey distillery. You know, so to me, that's good. That's something different. It was, like, seven bucks. You know, so it's not so much about the cost, but what can we do that's engaging um, where someone's in a different environment? And once again, you kind of learn them, their interactions, how they observe things, um, how they handle things. Um, And we can't handle too much if we're sitting in dark and silence for two hours. That's true. Hmm. Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) 
But chime in, chime in, people. X Factor, you there? Uh, well, yeah, I'm I'm here. I don't know. I agree with it. I believe that the standard of relationships has dropped. It, it's fallen off dramatically. Mainly, and I think the main reason it's fallen off is because men are too worried about what women's jobs are, and women are too worried about what a man's job is. If everyone does their job collectively and on their own, if you can handle what's on your plate, you don't have to worry about what somebody else is eating. Paul, Paul. So, you know, I, I don't, you know, and because and now when you look at relationships for the most part, most there used to be a time when human beings did for each other. Mm-hmm. Human beings now will do for a dog before they will do for their fellow man. Wow. So, you know, it, 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 it it's kind of like more of a, you know, well, if I do this, it's going to benefit me and I don't really care about you. That's kind of like the nature of human relationships as it is right now. So, so X, you're saying that the Michael Vick case is how we view certain humans. Let's throw this yes. man in jail over an animal. Yep. Wow. Yep. That's <laughs> the way we view the human relationships. You know what I mean? We A, a dog... The life of a dog has become more valuable than the life of a man. Wow. It, it, it has. How do you feel about that? I mean, well, X just spoke some truth, and there's nothing to argue about that. <laughs> but what I will say is the standard for today's relationships and dating, and I, I'm, I'm going to come from a married perspective. Go ahead. You ain't the only one married here. We get complacent, mm-hmm. and we start to do things on an average level. Preach. We no longer go above and beyond. Mm-hmm. We no longer try to make sure that it's something that it can't be recreated. We just we get in that complacency mode. We forget about, you know, um, the desire that our mate has for us. That sometimes you have to continue to create that. And if you're not continuing to create that atmosphere, that environment, that pleasurable, that desire, you're going to become average. And then the standard is just going to continue to get lower and lower, and then it's just going to... Well, I think that ties into my second question. You know, society has made us less sensitive, and that's not just talking about in the matters of, oh, someone just got shot, and you're just like, oh, man, you know, another person's gone you know not that kind of I mean that includes it but what I'm talking about like we I, I say this all the time I say when I when I when I talk to young adults I say when you're looking for someone to date date the person not the idea of who that person is because mm. a lot of times what we do is we date people based upon our ideology of who they are Instead of who they actually are, we or date who they should be. We 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 date behavior patterns versus who their true character is. You miss something, Randy? What? I, what? It, it's because who the women want them to be. Yeah, who the women mm-hmm. men even mm-hmm. men and men that, too. Men yeah, too. Really? That, yes, men have the ideology of the scenario of the woman that they want, and so mm, what I a real man that. what a real man does. A real man understands that perfection is in the eyes of that who's pursuing the perfected. Mm. What I mean by that is, dang, I'm I'm preaching. You better go on it. What I mean by that is no one is perfect. However, a person can be perfect 
for you. Yeah. My parents, in my eyes, are perfect. They have made mistakes, but to me, I have the perfect parents. Why? Because for me, who I am, for my character and behavior patterns, those parents are the perfect match to deal with me. So when a man meets a woman and he says, I want to marry her, he when he's when it's a good man and it's a good woman, he's marrying her not because she's walking in some state of bliss. He's marrying her because he realizes that the perfection that shoots from her, he can't live without. Mm. And that's what I call perfection. Someone talk to me, please, six zero seven two zero three five. It's getting steamy in here. And you know, and I always thought that, have y'all read this book by, um, oh, I can't think of his name. It's called The Conversation. He's an actor, but he basically created this book based upon the women and the men that he talked to. And the consensus of the book was basically saying that women create this fantasy and men kind of just come into it. And then they, you know, if they try, the women try to, but in five seconds of us meeting a guy that we are attracted to or alike, mm-hmm. we didn't already marry them. We didn't already have kids. We didn't already got housing. All of that, <laughs> all of that is already gone on in the right. first five seconds. But I always looked at it that men don't have that kind of interpretation when they meet a woman. Wow. I looked at it that men just are there for the moment, and then they'll progress to see if that's actually something that they want to pursue later. Wow. So you're act you just actually fooled me to something totally different than what I actually thought how men thought. Wow. Yeah, we we do we kind of tend to look at things for what they are at that moment. You know what I mean? And I, I think I think a lot of times I think that I think there are some women who do that because there are a lot of men that like to put their representative out there. You know what I mean? A, a man is not going to tell that woman, well, yeah, you know, after we've been together three months, I'm going to slap you upside your head, I'm going to kick your hind pots, and then uh, I'm going to go over here and I'm going to try to sleep with your sister. You know, right. that man's not just going to openly come out and tell that woman that. But then that woman ain't going to tell that man, yeah, I keep a nasty house. I don't really know how to cook. Uh, mm. You know, uh-huh. it, it, it's, 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 it's kind of like, like a two-way street. And people, are like, like I said before, people are so much more concerned with what the other individual's job is, that they begin to forget what their job is. And what Lady J said earlier was spot on because people do get comfortable and they do get complacent. And let's just face it, average is comfortable. Mm. Michelle. Average is comfortable. So, you know, go ahead. I'm sorry, go ahead. Well, um, I cause a lot of controversy among my friends because my thing is I don't date on potential, you know. I'm I'm 32 years old, and I'm not saying I'm ready for marriage, but nor is the next one the one, but I'm at the point where, like, look, I date with a purpose. I date intentionally. So if I'm playing, I'm playing for keeps, you know, in the Mm. pursuit of. So I'm dating you for who you are at this moment. Because at the end of the day, we all have potential, but I'm not going to build myself up to the point that I'm building you up greater than me, and then I'm disappointed when things don't come through. Wow. You know? So I think you really have to know where you are in life when you are dating someone, when, well, excuse me, when you're single, and when you begin to date someone, and be like, okay, does this person fit in my puzzle? You know, do they really compliment me in all aspects of my life? So let me ask this, Michelle. 
Um, mm-hmm. Seeing that you that you said that you're a a woman who likes to date. How can I how can I word this? Give me, and I'm putting you on the spot. Give me a scenario of a man that you dated that was horrible, and the man that you dated that was good, but you ruined it. I ruined it. Yes. Um, a guy that I dated that was horrible. Um, this. Keep in mind, I was young, but I was saying I was really drawn to this young man by the name of CJ. Um, great conversation. We had a good time uh, when we did go out. However, it was he was inconsistent. Okay, not necessarily lying, and we weren't officially together, uh, which makes it hard to approach people on their stuff. You know, but he was inconsistent. So like we would make plans, and then there would be like no call, no show. Um, and it's hard because it's like, man, when I am with you, we have a great time. So why would you not call me, not show up, not keep to your word? Um, so that that was that would be the negative experience. Um, a situation where I messed up. Um. I think there's been several brothers in the past that I missed out on just because I wasn't ready to commit. Um, wow. I'm not saying Chew on that yeah. a little bit. Go deeper. <laughs> um, I mean, not saying that I did anything wrong. It's just that I wasn't ready to commit. And my thing is, you know, we all have different definitions of defini- uh, dating. So that's number one, right? So it's like, okay, when you say dating, are you dating multiple people? And then how many people are you having sex with? Or are we dating and we're exclusive? Like, so that that's a, that's an issue right there. So that needs to be addressed. So if I'm dating, well, at least then, I was dating more than one person. And I just... I don't believe in setting people up for failure. Like, I know I can't commit to you, so I'm not going to just be like, oh, yes, Randy, yes, yes, yes. I'm not, I'm not your yes lady, like. (laughs) Right, right. So, um, so I may hurt you now with the truth, but I think maybe, hopefully you can walk away with respect versus me getting into a situation where I have an idea that I may just treat you wrong and dog you out. Right, right. Wow. Uh, but that that kind of goes back to what I was saying. Like, see, when when, when people date, like she said, you know, she she dated the guy and, and it was horrible and he was inconsistent because, you know, they'd go out and she'd feel like they had a good time, but then he wouldn't call her back or something like that. That And I can tell you exactly why that happens. Mm-hmm. When, when, a man, when a man dates a woman... Women date men based on what women want. They are not concerned in the least bit with what that man wants out of that date. <laughs> wow. They are not. Oh man. And when when we when we look at when we look at what what a person could have done wrong during a date, just by the fact that he didn't call back, that's a sign that to, as far as he's concerned, there was something in that date from that woman that he went out on that date with that was just missing. 
what now it, it and it could be any variety of things it, because no two men are exactly the same. That, and we yeah. like to say that we are, but we are so not. Right, <laughs> right. So, and that's why there are a lot of women out here, jammed up, jacked up, and confused, walking around believing that they know men and they know how men are. And then you have the ones that, like, I got a cousin that'll say, you know, well, she's happily single. But every time I look on Facebook, she's talking about how miserable she is. Because <laughs> you're not really happy. You know what I mean? Right. You're, you're happy when things are going great, but then when things are going bad, you start to look at everything in your life collectively as a failure. Like, oh, God, nobody wants to date me. And, oh, God, I can't get this man to pay child Well, not to get him to pay child support. She can't even find him to pay child support. You know, I, oh, God. And, and I'm overweight, and oh, God. And I, I mean, and I'm a firm believer in the fact that life does not come with a remote control. If you don't like the channel, you need to get up and change it yourself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I mean, so if, if, if when, when, we, when, when men date women, if there's something that was missing, he ain't going to call her back. If women date men and vice versa, and there was something from that man that was missing, that woman ain't going to call that joker back, but you know what <laughs> happens? People get wrapped up in what they see from a physical standpoint. Because, mm-hmm. like Lady J said, before they even get involved with him too deeply, they done already had sex with him. They done already married him. They done already had kids by him. They done already walked to the altar. They done already been to a few family reunions together. His family loved her family. Her family loved his family. They done <laughs> mapped out their whole life within, with that one man within right. the first four, five dates. Right. And they, 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 jump, they tend to jump the gun. Women are impatient by nature. Oh, impatient by nature. Toes hurting. Wow! I mean, look, it is look. It, it's, look, I ain't. You don't believe me? If, if I'm wrong, then God is wrong. Because as <laughs> soon as he told Eve she couldn't touch that fruit, she was worried about that fruit. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't concerned about the fruit on that tree until he told her she couldn't have it. That's the other problem. Women are notorious for wanting what they cannot have. Wow! Don't don't you, you ever notice the you ever notice the dude that goes to the bar and he says nothing to anyone? And women flock to him like flies on a fresh turd, and yes. he ain't said nothing to nobody. Yeah. But the, but the but the men are all up in these women's faces. They walk out the bar at the end of the night and ain't got telephone number the first in their pocket. <laughs> now let me and ask if they this: They do get a phone number in their pocket. It ain't a real number. <laughs> so they come to you and call it the Daily News or something. <laughs> you get them them old hotlines from back in the day. Wait, I'm gonna tweet that flies <laughs> on a fresh turd. <laughs> <laughs> okay. In the professional world, and Michelle, I really want you to 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 um my slogan is chew on chew on that, but I I really want you to chew on this and speak to our uh, our uh, audience um with this question. In the professional world, and and what we see um in corporate America, can we say that the corporate system has devalued the standing or the standard of what a real woman should be. And let's not talk about her having a job and having money. Let's take the money and the job out of the equation because I believe providing for a home is not just talking about federal notes that have no meaning anyway. 
Um, <laughs> um, but let's take the that whole providing fake prosado that men like to have out of the equation, and let's and let's say this: Have society really devalued what it means to be a true woman to the point where a woman is no longer happy, quote unquote, being a homemaker? Hmm. Within the corporate world. Ooh, um, I want to well, say yes, but I believe it's getting better. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Um, let's take corporate world out of. Let's just say in, okay. in America. Let's just talk about America. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, has society devalued our women? Yes. Is that have the they, question? Has they okay. have they devalued the women, and have they um, made women so? Devalued or dissatisfied that they're no longer happy with being homemakers. Yes, yes, um, I definitely believe that because um, I think, but I think the problem goes back to whenever they were fighting women's right. You know, so you know, we as women, do we blame ourselves for that? I don't know. We're not going to admit to that, but that's where the problem stems from. Because that's when the competition was created. So we have to acknowledge that first and foremost. Okay. So we created this competition where anything a guy can do, we can do it. We can do it better. I believe in gender roles. They're there for a reason. Um, But at the same time, in your relationships, whether heterosexual or same sex, things things have to be discussed because... Someone's just stronger than the other person in one area. You know, it doesn't make you any less of a man or any less of a woman. This is just your strength, you know. So I think as society as a whole, you have these extreme um, presentations of women where I guess with an African-American community, you know, there's a lot of um, sex cells or symbolism of body shape, thickness, um, measurement of beauty and everything, um, and which falls into the entertainment as well. And then you can have the corporate figure where she's very powerful, uh, very successful, but then you don't really see, um, you're very aware of her success, but you don't see the balance that she may have with um, a husband and children. And to me, that that bothers me. Um, because as women, we can have it all, but we just can't have it at the same time, whereas I think men tend to have that luxury. But, hey, that's just my opinion. Um, So I I feel like there's different phases. Um, At the same time, I do think we're getting better um, with, with the presentation, the overall presentation. It's just that we need to highlight a lot more positive, um, Things about women in general versus the negative. Wow. Lady J, X Factor, you got anything yeah. you want to say? I'm going to say um, I kind of see where Michelle is going. Okay. And, but I guess I would add to this to start that remember now, women were homemakers from jump. Right. That's what we were. And if you take it scripturally, you have the Proverbs 31 woman, right? Right. She's a homemaker from. <laughs> And then you 
And she got praised for it. Like the whole town. I'm so glad she I'm so glad she said that. Yeah. Yeah. And so since we started out as homemakers, we've actually been fighting to get that stigma off of us. And not that it's actually a stigma, but because we've saying that we just don't want to be homemakers all the time, we have that as it's it's looked upon us as it's a negative um, labeling as when you say, oh, I'm a home because I'm a homemaker. Right. I don't work. I go to school. Right. And because I'm a homemaker, I sometimes have struggles with saying I'm a homemaker. But if I go back history, this is what women did. They took you, care of the home. Do you struggle with that because you feel like society is making you struggle with that? I would say because of my community is making me struggle with that. Because as I was raised, my mama raised me to, at 14, I had a job. And I've had a job since I was 14. I've worked all the way up until I was 30 years old. When I finally was just like, I'm quitting my job and going back to school full time. And if I wasn't even going back to school full time, I probably would still be working to this day. Wow. But because of how I grew up and... If you don't work, you don't eat. That whole stigma, that or that whole saying, right, has right. plugged in my mind. If I'm not working and bringing an income to help my husband, then I really shouldn't be a homemaker. Okay, X. I don't know. I think women have devalued themselves. Woo! Well, you look on face. You look on Facebook. If I see another 35, 40-year-old woman taking a picture with her ass up on the bathroom sink where somebody's supposed to wash their face and brush their teeth at, I don't know what in the world I'm going to do. Now, women don't, women, women now are no longer, see, men are still expect men's jobs have not changed as far as society is concerned. Our That's job true. expectancy is still the same. Mm-hmm. A woman's job expectancy is no longer the same. They're not expected to know how to cook. They're not expected mm-hmm. to know how to clean. They'll take pictures on Facebook, and their house in the background is just as nasty as it can be. Or they take <laughs> pictures of lobster and steak dinners on the coffee table in their living room because they ain't got no dining room table. You know the, the coffee table that matches the rest of their furniture that they got from Aaron's or Renaissance? No. That, this, no this, hey. this is, we don't have Proverbs 31 women now. Oh, go deep. Oh, we no. really don't. Hold she on, wanna, hold on, hold on now. Right. She wanted to talk about it. Wait, talk no, about X. it. Go ahead. Carefully, X. Go ahead, X. Go ahead. We 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 see now now everybody wants to be a video vixen. Women want to be judged by men based on their physical attributes, not their mental capacity. So, women, you know, like 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 Lady Michelle was saying, you know, she likes to have a conversation with people. Men don't care about your conversation skills. <laughs> Men don't care. Men don't care how well that woman can carry a conversation because nine times out of ten, that brother ain't listening to you anyway, unless you're telling him something that he want to hear. Now, if if women, if 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 men, if men, like I said, like I said before, like men, we got a lot of work to do. But if men did their jobs, it would make women feel as though. You gonna have to bring something more to the table than lipstick and eyeliner. Why? Oh yes. See, see, see. I'm but starting see, to when men don't do their jobs, and when men fall far below par, like we have uh-huh. been doing for decades, 
then it allows women to feel as though they no longer have to do or hold up their end of the bargain. If that man goes to work and he comes home and he's hurt, you better make a sandwich or something. Do you think that we because do you think do you think and this goes to to the panel if you're listen if you're listening in right now call in six zero seven two zero three five four two zero call us and so you can uh, get your questions answers debates whatever you want to do call us do you think that because men have quote unquote dropped the ball that women have overindulged in self-beauty to make up for the stimulation that a real man would give them back in the day. Because when you have, when you have, I mean, my friend Corey Holcomb, he put a picture up on Facebook earlier and it was a, it was a black woman. She was light skinned. She had a, a, a Afro, a mini Afro, but it was nicely picked. It was gorgeous. She had no makeup and she was beautiful. And he said, what happened to true beauty? And, you know, you look at those women and you say, yeah, that's back in the 60s, maybe the 70s. And it's like there's a lot of women that are out there that actually look better without makeup than they do with makeup. And it's like have because men drop the ball, is that an excuse for women to respond wrongly? I mean, if two wrongs don't make a right, then are we just built in a society that says, well, because you did A, B, and C, then I'm going to respond like A, B, and C? I don't think that's the problem. Okay, talk to me. I think I think the problem is the fact that there are eight women to one man, at least in Houston is Houston, Texas. That's where I'm at. Um, the ratio is off balance, right? So I feel like men have options, and what happens is, if a man picks one to two females, or let me excuse me, two to three females that accommodate him, and and he has to do the he can do the minimum it makes it hard for the next woman, okay? So if he has these options, two to three women, things don't work out, whatever, and he wants to go on to the fourth woman and he's used to, you know, maintaining a relationship a certain type of way, and then he meets girl number four and she is like, well, this, that, this, and maybe maybe she has her stuff together a little bit better than the other. I don't know. And he was like, wait, what? What are you talking about? Like, how come you're not accommodating me? Because I feel like, based on the women he's picked in the past, there's been a trend, and he doesn't know how to act to the next girl. I think that's the problem. I think there's too many women. The ratio is off, and there's a lot of women that are very accommodating. I feel that there's a lot of women that have – I had a situation with my friend. She just got out of a relationship, and the guy, he didn't date. He didn't know how to date. You know, they would go out. For dinner, but that's not a date. And she's very active, and she wants to do things, and she wants to go to festivals. And he was like, "What are you talking about? What's the problem? I'm here with you. We're kicking it at the house. We can go get something to eat. We can come back home." And that's what he's been doing. Like that's what he's used to. And he runs into, you know, my friend, and she's like, 
no, <laughs> this <laughs> is dating or this is what I like. And I don't I don't know if I can blame him. I've actually liked the guy. I thought he was a good guy. But I just feel like somewhere, I don't even know if conditioning is the right word, but somewhere he was conditioned just to, you know, chill at home with the girl he was talking to. Yeah, I wow. think that's and a little. Oh, go ahead. I'll say you just can't do that with everyone. But go ahead. I think sometimes it's also subjective too because it still it sounds like it's going back to the whole standard issue of how things are on average. You know, how many daughters? I'm gonna take it there. How many daughters were taught by their fathers what a real date looks like? Mm-hmm. You know, Rachel talked wow. about real men. A real man would do this when he's looking for his woman. So how many fathers have actually taught their daughters how to date and what to look for in a date on and really what's a real date and what it really looks like. Mm-hmm. If those standards are met and if those one, if those standards are taught. Are we talking about black fathers or white fathers? Or both? In both. general for me. Can we oh, okay. generalize it? You want to I mean, honestly, if you look <laughs> at it, if you look at it honestly, oh, listen, man couldn't have taught, daddy y'all couldn't have taught his daughter much because daddy wasn't there for Junior, and in right. most cases, daddy wasn't there for his little princess either. So the same way that Junior don't know how to be a man is the same way that daddy's little princess don't know how to recognize one when she sees one. Okay, well, take it now, though. We are in 2014. Men are being taught how to teach their daughters or how to love their daughters properly so that their daughters aren't out there looking for love and all the wrong And places. I agree with that. I believe because we're in the age of enlightenment that there's no excuse for someone to uh, – I'll say this. I, I, have, I have a father. Um, he's my stepdad, but he's been my mom since I was three. So I call him my father. He raised me like I came from him himself. Like he, I love this man. Like I would take a bullet and die. I would get tortured for him. I love this man because he treated me as if I came from his own ball sack, like literally. And so, but I've met my biological father maybe twice in my life, um, three times maybe. And so me knowing that my biological father wasn't in my life and me knowing that, oh, he was just right down the street. I made a commitment to myself that I will always be with in my kid's life, not because I didn't have a father figure, but because my biological wasn't there. So I don't I don't somewhat buy the excuse of daddy wasn't in the crib, so I'm not going to be in the crib. I Well, you know what? It's It's not an excuse, but you know what? I will tell you this. If Eddie ain't there, when you get to a job, if you don't know what you're doing in this type of work that you've never done before, if you're not trained, you're not going to be able to do that job properly. I like that. And see, I have, I have, a, I have, I had a conversation with a woman last night, and the woman says, you know, we were talking about, you know, the male-female relationship issue in this country, and black women especially have this thing that they like to do. They like that there's this catchphrase that I'm a strong black woman. I played mama and daddy and I did everything for my kids. Well, I have a question for all of those women. If you were that strong of a black woman and you did everything for your kids, then why are there so many young black men in prison? Why? Because you're doing a job you don't readily know how to do. So before you give yourself the mother of the year award, (laughs) <laughs> Look at the numbers. Your stats ain't that good, Mom. Your stats aren't that nice. Hey, listen. 
We got to take a quick break, but when we come back, I want to pick up the conversation with this. How many women have ran good dudes out of the home because they didn't fit their ideology? Chew on that. The number to dial six zero seven two zero three five four two zero. We catch you off when we get off break. Oh man, it's gonna be a banger. Those people get on my nerves. But anyway, 
with that being said, again, human relationships is the topic. I want to jump into a question, but before I do, um, I want us to talk about the uh, thing right right before we went on break. We were talking about uh, men being fathers and things like that. Um, again, the number to dial is 607-203-5420. That's 607-203-5420. Have women been responsible for running good men out of the home? Think about it. Do women get money after divorce? Majority of the time, they get custody of the kids. So... Is it that women who file for divorce because they no longer can stand or tolerate their husband for whatever reason they they have, is it their fault or is it them punished? It's like women punish the man by saying, you ain't going to see your kids today, not realizing that you're actually hurting the child. I mean, somebody talked to me. I mean, is women... Do they have any responsibility in the man not being in the home? I mean, is it or is it just all men ain't nothing? Come on, somebody talk. What's to your me. definition of a good guy first? My definition <laughs> of a good guy. Yeah. Me. <laughs> all of them. Right, and Lady J, you know me on a personal level. Yeah. You know my wife on a personal level, yeah. so that's why I said me. It, okay. And so, and my pops. That to Those me, to me, X factor. You know, my uncle Ward is on the way here. You know, we, there's good men out there. It's just that it's not highlighted in society. What we see on TV <laughs> is is on, on Iyan, Iyanya, whatever her name is, Ayana, whatever her Pokemon sounding name is. You got a dude on there with 34 kids, and so everybody in their mind are like, yeah, all black men ain't gonna have 34 kids, but yeah, all black men do have a lot of kids with different baby mamas. You see what I'm saying? It's like the yeah. picture that's being painted. Is it reality or is it just a small percentage being, uh, uh, what's that word, uh, exa- exaggerated? Well, I think it could be two parts. Okay. First part being because women, some women don't yet know how to receive love when they get a good guy. Right, right. That's one. And then two they just no good. The woman is just no good. <laughs> I mean, that's it's either one or two options. They ain't no good or they don't know how to receive the love from a good guy. Right, right. X. M- Michelle, X, talk to me. Well, I, 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 look, I, personally, I think women's mindset is just jacked up. Their mindset is jacked up. <laughs> I, I went to a bar. For, for people that don't know this about me, my birthday was just... It was just this past Sunday. Oh, I'm 38 years old. I turned 38. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I have no children. Yes. Now, before the ignorant black women that are listening pose this question to themselves, no, it's not that I don't have children that I'm not claiming. <laughs> I don't have no children because I don't have no children. Wow. And yeah, for the ignorant do. black men that'll say, man, you lucky. No, brother, I'm not lucky. I'm smart. I don't have a criminal record. Go ahead, fire service. Thank you. Went to college. But women don't want men like me. 
Ooh. I'll take See, you. Women want women want June bug. Women <laughs> want that dude that's gonna drink up all the kids' juicy juice, smoke up a bunch of weed with his homeboys while he play PlayStation all day and ain't got no job. Right. Eat great big mixing bowls of cereal. <laughs> and while she's going to work and then leaving straight from work with her scrubs on and going to nursing school, like most of them are, I don't know how many more nurses we need in this country, but my God, today, <laughs> women could help themselves out tremendously if they just found a different profession. Everybody hey, every, don't hey, need everybody, I want to I I I everybody to welcome my Uncle Ward just stepped in the building. You know, he... he he steps in the show just because he has love for me, and I appreciate him. Yeah. Oh, boy, say, say something real quick. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, world? How y'all doing? <laughs> hey, yo, man, don't nobody want you, X. Don't nobody want you, but I love you. Hey, <laughs> I can't. Hey, 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 you, you lying, lying to yourself. Don't lie to lying yourself. Lying to I know that's right. So what did I, what did I I'll jump in on? Man, what are we you, talking about? You, you missed a lot, brother. You missed, um, you missed, uh, well, the 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 topic is human relationships, and we're talking about uh, what's the standard for relationships? Has society down the role of the women? You know, just stuff like that. We just right. having a home, like we chill, all chilling in the crib, right. talking about right. what's going on in the world. But I have I have this question that I do want you to jump in. Yes, sir. On. Yes, sir. Well, and first I- of all, before you do that, hello, Miss Lady J. How are hello. you? Hello. And hi, Mrs. Whoever you are on the other line, oh, Michelle. <laughs> we- all right. Thank you, dear. Right. I'm well. Um, You know I love you, man (laughs) Um, Now, I'm going to throw this to the panel But I want Uncle Ward to answer first And then I want to swing it to Michelle, Lady J, the X Factor Then bounce it back to me But here's the question Mm -hmm. Um, Are men just horny, angry, money-hungry dogs? Uncle Mm -hmm. Ward, please Mm -hmm. Share some light Mm -hmm. Preach to me. Okay, uh, we are horny. I will say that. Uh, as far as money hungry, yeah, no. Um, I, I, I think what, what strives okay. Well, let me put it like this. I think what strives men with money is what we do with it. And and when I say that to say, men go out their way to get money to impress the opposite sex. Mm-hmm. Just like what, what my man said, ex. Uh, 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 men get haircuts. If men knew they could get a woman. They would. If they knew they could get a woman right. living in a cardboard box, they would. Right. <laughs> but as far as dogs are concerned, you know what? I'm a man, and I'm gonna be honest with you, man. You know, I, I speak, dude, but I speak the truth. Yes, yes, we are, and I'm gonna tell you why. Because at the end of the day, uh, we have a thing that's called an ego and a and pride. Okay. Okay. And what happens is if neither one of those are stroked, we got problems. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially our egos. You know what I'm saying? We got real big egos. And I'm not trying to sound all, you know, politically correct, but it's the truth. And I'm going to tell you something. I say this to my wife all the time. Men are practical. Women are emotional. Okay. And, 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 and I'm going to tell you this. Sometimes men are emotional, but for the most part, we're practical. Uh-huh. If Right, and if you notice, if you get in an argument with your girl, okay, nine times out of ten, <laughs> you know who's leaving first? That be us. Mm-hmm. We will leave you standing right there arguing by your damn self. Mm-hmm. And you know why? Because we don't like tension. Now, not gonna lie, 
fifty percent of those arguments do come from us. I'm not gonna lie on it. Fifty percent? Yes, I'm gonna say fifty fifty. percent. I'm gonna say fifty fifty. You know why? Because I'm gonna tell you something. For example, what's the woman's most number one complaint? Well, I'm not gonna say there's a lot of number ones though, but the one I hear the most is you don't listen to me. Wow. Okay, you don't listen to me. Now, what happens is men we tune out a lot of things and we hear what we want to hear. But the way to get to us is not to scream at us. Once you scream at us, it's over. We don't want to hear nothing else you got to say. Right. And and that's just anybody. You know what I'm saying? But what happens is we feel like now you're talking to us like you are mothers and we can't handle that. Like I tell my wife all the time, and and I'm guilty as charged. I tell her all the time, I got one mother and she lives in New York. Mm-hmm. I don't need to. If you want to talk to me, like you got some sense, you right. do that first. Right, right. Now sometimes I gotta check myself because I am six foot five and sometimes when I get excited, mm-hmm. I do raise my voice. So mm-hmm. sometimes I have to apologize as well. Say, yo, who who you think you're talking to? Like, you know what I'm saying? Right, right, but, right. but the thing is is that us as men, we don't like to be challenged. Wow. We don't like to be challenged. And I and I can say that cold honestly. We don't like to be challenged. But That's true. But 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 the thing about it is this. A lot of times men also don't like to apologize. We don't like to apologize. You know how hard mm-hmm. it is to apologize to say I'm sorry, like I will. And I have. My wife can yeah. tell you. I I'll say sorry all the time. If I'm wrong, I'll say I'm sorry. Right, right. I apologize. But the thing is is that it's like a competition. Mm-hmm. We hate to lose. So you're saying, so, so, so to sum up what you're saying, you're saying the man's pride and ego is the reason that we interface with our women in a certain way. Right. So if we were a little bit more humbler, then right. you're saying that there would be less arguments in the home? You know what I'm going to Yes. You know what? I'm going to tell you why. Okay. There's a lot of things. I mean, not to try to go off the subject though, but there's no, a no, lot no. of it's a lot of uh, things that put together why we are in what we're in right now. It's why relationships are the way they are right, right now. Um, for example, as a kid, when you are a young boy, right? Okay. And you growing up. What's the first thing your parents teach you not to do as boys? You're not supposed to cry like a little girl, right? Mm-hmm. Boys don't cry. Right? <laughs> now. What happens is when he grows up and he has that mental that girls don't cry, then when you get a woman that wants to do to show his emotions or his soft or sensitive side, it's not there. It's not there. But then you get mad at him and say, well, you know what? I want to do that's sensitive. But if you want to do that's oversensitive, now you got a punk and you don't want him either. You know what I'm saying? So it's a a balance. It's a a lose-lose situation. Now, what happens is also... uh, and women are part of fault. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. What's the first thing you tell your little son when he's five years old? You're a handsome devil. You're going to be a heartbreaker when you grow up, and you are the man, right? Everybody's the man, right? <laughs> but when he grows up thinking that. And he's butt ugly. And, and you know what I'm saying? But, but not just butt ugly, but if he's a pretty boy and he's he grows B-I-G up. It, exactly. That too. You know what I'm saying? But what happens is when he grows up and he starts to believe, I am that dude. Yeah. Then, Put against him that you know you're a dog, you're this and that. But a lot of mothers baby their sons, and they wow. tell them, you know, <laughs> the most handsome thing in the world, and nobody's like that's my baby. And now, blah, let, blah, 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 blah. now let me say this, okay? 
have mothers, and I know, and I, and, and this is why I like my show because I'm my own boss. Right. So whatever the discussion goes to, it goes to. Right. And the people love me for that. Right. You know. So anybody on the panel can chime in any time. So don't feel like you can't. You know, cut each other. Oh yeah, I ain't try to. I ain't try to take over the show. I no, no, just no, no, try no. To get up, Come know, on, now you my uncle. Yeah. I shut down the radio show before I lose the relationship <laughs> with you. That's real talk. But listen, are you from that? From what you just said, right? Is do women baby their sons because the father has left the home? You know what? I'm so glad you said that. And X can contest to what I'm about to say because X is my brother. Okay, mm-hmm. he's my man. He's <laughs> and I'm gonna say this: I have three sons mm-hmm. and a daughter. My daughter's the oldest, and I have three sons. Right. And before I got in the picture with my wife, and I love my wife to get to death, and I tell people all the time, you know, I don't believe in that word, and I, and I have to explain this because you know I hate to explain it, but I always explain it. Some people say, "Well, okay." Um, when I got in the picture with my wife, uh-huh. okay, it was like a made family already for me right, when I got right, there, right. okay? And what happens is is that when women, especially when it comes to boys, when they're stuck to take care of young men, and the reason why we use that word stuck is because they didn't make them by themselves. Wow. You, you understand what I'm saying? Wow. They, they, a dude rolled down. Now, whatever the case may be, like I said, I don't know what that relationship was prior before me coming in, but I mean, I do know with my wife, though, but I'm saying women in general. Right. What happens is they get these young men and they expect them to be men when they grow up, but no woman can ever teach a boy how to be one. Right, so what right. they do is they compensate for what the pops is not there doing. Wow. So what happens is they say, but for example, let one of my sons get on my wife's nerve. Gary, you better come get him before mm-hmm. I hurt him, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. But when he gets on my nerves, I overreact, and that's my baby. Don't put your hands on him. Right, you know, right. Okay? You see what I'm yeah, saying? But, yeah. but it's, what's good for me, I mean, what's good for her ain't good for me. Right, right. And that was at the beginning of my relationship. And X can tell you, it was it was a rough patch right, at the beginning right. because, once again, when you are the mother and the father, it's hard to, re- to relieve that uh, responsibility on somebody else because you've been used to doing it for so long. Right, right. But when somebody's there to help you do that, you got to fall back and let them do that. Because see, what happens is now when he posts up on you, mm-hmm. you're looking for me to save you. Right, right. Because see, what happens now, he starts smelling his piss. Right, right. And that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> And when you get them air muscles, that's what I call them. Because right. that huffing and puffing, them yeah. air muscles, because when you poke them, you deflate. Right. So, but what happens is, once you start getting that, now you got a problem. Because, see, now he thinks he's able to do that. But you know what? You bring up a valid, and I'm just going to say this real quick about that. Um, it's 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 teaching our our young men. Right. To not respect authority, right? When they see the woman in the home, right, saving them, right, then they, in their subconscious, they believe that when they do things, right, then they're going to be saved from authority. Yep. And you know what? I don't even want to dwell on that, but I do want to say this. I believe, I believe that you're more of a man that that fathers 
that take care of children sincerely that that are not theirs, they're more of a man than a father that is. And I I, I have I'm married to my wife, right. and and um my two sons, right. my only kids are right. with my wife. Right. So my baby mama is my wife. Yes, sir. To put to put it in nigga knowledge. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. So with that being said, <laughs> with that being said. It's easy for me to love my kids because they came from my scrotum. Right. right. I don't have to worry about, oh, this is another dude's kids. Right. They, they, you see what I'm saying? They, right. they came from me, so it's easy for me to love myself. Absolutely. It takes a real man to be selfless to love on another man's children. So I don't want to dwell on that, but I just wanted to say that because I wanted to, I wanted to from me to you, right. Uncle Ward, I wanted you to know. Then when I see that, because I've been I've been in the home, I've been in your house absolutely. so many times, absolutely, and auntie so many times, yeah, and the absolutely. kids, and you know when I say that because instead of having these cats on TV, I think they should have people like you on TV mm-hmm. as role models because when you look at BET and all that stuff, they're just poisoning our people. But right. why not promote someone like you who's in the home who doesn't mind working a nine to five? And coming home, taking care of the kids, and right. spending time and doing things to make the wife smile from time to time. Ain't nothing right. wrong with that. You know, I want to say real, real quick, and then I'm gonna be quiet. I, first of all, I want to say thank you for that. Mm-hmm. But, um, but my thing is, like um, I say it all the time, you know, I don't believe. Well, there's two things. I don't believe in the word "step anything." They're wow. mine. They're mine. Okay. You understand that? And, 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 and a lot of and, and a lot of people. And the reason why I want to bring that point out is because a lot of people will say, "Well, you know what? I got three kids though, but they're my, but they're from my wife's previous relationship." No, dude. If they're your kids. They're your kids. They're your kids. I stand corrected. You, yeah. you see what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, got, I feel and, that. And I, I tell that. the world all the time, I got four kids, and and won't hesitate to tell the world, I got four. Right. You see what I'm saying? But the thing is, is that when people ask how old they are, then I got to get into the explanation of, you know, what happens, you know, right, I right. meet, whatever. Because they be like, well, how you got a daughter that's 28? You know what I'm saying? And, and, I mean, 27, and you 38. But obviously, to let you know, <laughs> when she was young. You know right, what I'm saying? Right, right. But, but the thing is, is that also, I always tell my wife, you know, if you want me to love them like they are mine, you got to let me discipline them like they're mine, too. Oh. And at the end of the day, my first initiative, and once again, I say it, and I always go back to X because he knows. He knows me. He's known me for a very long time. My my first initiative is never to be the bad guy first. I'm always the guy to ask you why. Wow. But when you give me a retarded-ass <laughs> answer, okay, and kids do that all the time. And, and the thing is that, you know, but what happens is that we get, me and my wife get in a couple of debates because, she thinks that the the answer that my kids are given are kid answers, which to a degree that they are. Right, right. But those are answers that she that that they think that I want to hear instead right. of the truth. Right, right, right. And she doesn't see that because you know why? They act like she does, and she does the same thing because guess what? You're not going to want to come to the parent that that checks behind you. Right. And not to throw my wife under the bus, though, but my wife's memory is kind of to the left. Right. Okay? Right. If they're on punishment, you know what they'll do? They won't ask me to go out. They'll ask her. You know why? Because right. she forgets. Oh, I forgot they were on punishment. Right. You see right. what I'm saying? But right. when I right. become the bad guy, I say, why would you let him outside? He's on punishment. Oh, snap. I forgot. But then instead of going back to them and saying, you know what? Why didn't you? You knew you was on punishment. Why did you come ask me? You know what you're doing? 
You know what she'll do? Nothing. She'll say, oh, uh, man, that's... But then she don't get the wrath like I give them. So it makes it always seem like good cop, bad, bad cop. cop. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? But that's all I want to say. I ain't going to talk no more. I'm going to let everybody else talk. Okay, Michelle. <laughs> Michelle. Yeah. Answer the question. And I want you to be honest and truthful. Are are men just horny, angry, money hungry dogs? Um yes and no, but I think women are the same. I think keeping it real, I think people have a whole stage and people have phases. And I feel like if you're able to go through that phase unscathed and hopefully mature, I mean, you can be a good person. So it just depends on where you're at in life. I'm hoping it's not a permanent thing. So, I mean, men can grow and women can grow as well. X Factor, go in. Well, well, (laughs) uh, men are horny. Church, men men are money hungry because they don't want to have to hear that woman's mouth. <laughs> Church again. And men are angry when they don't get the sex that they need or the money that they need to allow them to be happy and not have to hear that woman's mouth. Like, it, it, I, honestly, man, when, look, this, this is this is what this whole whole thing is. You know, we, we we're talking about we're talking about relationships. And and the way the way these things go, right? The fact right. of the matter is, there are just some women that are whores. And see, here's what I learned, right? You know, people people go to church and they say this, they make this little sentence and say, well, you know, uh, a, a woman will follow a man that's got God as his head. But if you look around and pay attention, look around and pay attention, right? I'm going to tell you something. If you just look at what women do now, they follow a man's lead even when they don't realize they're doing it. Mm. Men have dogged women. We have clowned women. We have cheated on women. Now you find half of the women out here got a little creep thing on the side that they chill with, that they homegirls know about. <laughs> He's usually saved in your woman's phone as Keisha. Hey, Keisha is Keith. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, w- women have followed men's leads anyway. A, a woman is going to, look, the, the nature of life says she has no choice but to follow a man's lead. The problem right. is, what are we leading them to? Mm. And then there are some women that just flat out don't know how to be led. <laughs> you can't oh, you wow. can't follow from the front. Like the rock used to say, know your role and shut your mouth. <laughs> Stay in your lane. <laughs> stop trying to do stop trying to do what you claim you believe a man's job is. Because to be quite honest with you, you don't know. If you don't know something, the same way that men have to have the testicular fortitude to be able to say, well, you know what, I don't know. Women need to have, they need to have the, the, the ovarian audacity to be able to say, well, baby, I don't know. <laughs> but women don't do that. Women want to have it their way. And if that meant because what they're taught when they're little girls, when their fathers are there, this is what fathers teach their daughters when the father is in the home. You're a princess, a man that loves you. He's going to do this for you. He's going to do that for you. He's going to do that for you. He's going to do this for you. Look, brother, you are the only man that is that little girl's father. The nigga that she ends up dating when she gets older, he ain't her daddy. Right, right. He is not her daddy. 
for all of the crap that you let your daughter give you puppy dog eyes about, and you put up with it as a man, the next man she get with ain't getting ready to put up with the same amount of crap on your child, child that you put up with so when your daughter is lonely and miserable and she want to call you crying and she didn't get fat and overweight and now you're the only real man on the planet that really truly loves your daughter, then don't be upset at the man. Be upset at the job you didn't do as a man. Right, right. I say it all the time. If you don't allow your children to have bumps and bruises now, they will have broken bones later. Hey, you know, X Factor, you know what? I just found your theme song. You ready for it? Here it is. Hey, it is. It is. It is. Women want men to go to work, pay the lights, <laughs> pay the gas, pay the rocks, and then you don't want to do or listen to nothing that that man said. Wow. I'm when it comes to children. I'm not getting ready to spend my money on a child that won't do what I tell them to do. Mm, I the devil is a liar if I'm going to spend my money on a woman <laughs> that won't listen. Women claim there are better listeners than men. That's a lie because if it wasn't, women wouldn't always ask men the same damn question over and over and over and over and over, and over again. So They're not better listeners. So, so, Stop so, giving so, yourself so, so, that much credit. Reverend X, he's going, he's going off he's now, man. Reverend X, I got a question. Come back. So you mean to tell me if you can't tell the child, discipline the child, a shunning of my shire, <laughs> then you ain't gonna buy him no shoes for school? If his foot was a size nine the school year before, and the school year after, if his foot is a size nine, guess what? He's gonna wear them same size nines. <laughs> I'm not. Look, I'm not gonna send you to school looking like you get A's and B's when you coming home with D's and F's. I'm gonna send you to school looking like a D and F kid. Ooh, and maybe that dumb and effed up is what you gonna look like. You gonna look like a D and F kid. You gonna look dumb and you gonna look effed up. Wow. Came in and bought me. You bought me B's and F's. Right. Yeah. You gonna look like? You gonna look like a D and F kid? Yeah. Them shoes gonna have shoe strings in them. If it's a wear a hole in the toe and it's the summertime, your feet ain't gonna catch no cold, boy. It's ninety degrees outside. You'll be all right till the wintertime get here. Now, now let me ask this: If you bring yourself in this house with some grades that's that are proven, you're getting some J's. That's when you'll get some J's. <laughs> hey, let me, Michelle. Mhm. You still okay? Let me ask this, Lady J. I haven't forgot you. It's just. It's okay. Yeah. I'm writing. I got my notes. <laughs> um, can we say, I'm asking these questions because you know I'm setting them up for the final thoughts. Mm-hmm. But anyway, <laughs> um, can can you say that women are equally horny, angry, and money hungry that, that, that men are in 2014? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. But like I said, I think it's based off of phases, right? So I feel like the things you do in your 20s, you can get away with. You can't do that when you're in your 30s and your 40s. But definitely, I feel, look, I'm all about sexuality. I feel like women should own their sexuality, but there still has to be a level of discretion and intelligence behind it. So, Give me an example. That's my... 
a, an example of owning your sexuality? Yes. <laughs> um. Come on, baby. You can, can do it. It, it can just be just a conversation in itself, right? I mean, sex is so taboo, and I don't understand how you can say, you know, if you're if you're in your thirties and whether you're single or you're married, if you're in your thirties, look, you have experiences, you have life experiences, and I feel like you should try to share those, whether it's in an intimate setting among friends or whatever the platform may be. But I don't think you should shy away from certain things. Like sex is a part of life. It's it's just are you gonna is it is it healthy? Do you practice healthy ways of having sex? Or are you really damaging yourself and you've done too many things that you're ashamed of? So I mean, talking about sex is owning your sexuality. Um so I can I can talk about sex but it doesn't mean I have to give you indulge in all of these details that are going on in the bedroom and just have a right. classic right. conversation Absolutely. about That's, it. But, no, no, but I feel that. I feel yeah, that. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> I feel that, though. <laughs> Absolutely. So. so what about the angry part? Is the stereotype a black woman? Women are crazy. Like, I'm going to just get that out there. Women are crazy. It's just how much crazy do you want to deal with? At the end of the day, you have to figure I'm out what you want to tolerate. I'm feeling that. I'm feeling that. <laughs> I mean, I mean, men are crazy too, right? Or men, right. someone's gonna pet peeves, whatever you want to call it. It's there. People have it. So what do you want to tolerate? Every action is an equal and opposite reaction. Yeah. So what do you want to tolerate at the end of the day? Right. Um, I, I don't know. I have friends that I love. I just look at and laugh, and then <laughs> I have friends that I pray for, and <laughs> I don't know. It's you know, it's a wide spectrum. But um, 2014 is is definitely about the money. You know, it's tough out here. My best friend, I was roommates with her last year, and um, now we're both in a one bedroom. And she was like, you know, our for old two bedroom, two bathroom apartments at 1600. And I'm like, people need to have two incomes. You know, whether you have a roommate or girlfriend, boyfriend, married, like. It's just tough out here. So if someone's money hungry, I can't fault them for that. I got a question. Go ahead. Michelle, have you ever kissed a girl? <laughs> I've I have I have experiences, yeah. I'll take that as a yes. I, and okay. I just went ahead and ask because it felt like earlier it almost felt like you was kinda of playing dodgeball with the question. Like well, what you, question? You talking about sex. He asked from a sexual standpoint, are women horny and owning their sexuality? And he started talking about relationships with friends in an intimate setting. And And your mind started to wonder? Yeah, like what in the world? uh, Not so much that he started to wonder, because I I pretty much knew the answer to the question before I asked it. But (laughs) this is what I've noticed. This is what I've noticed that women do. And and women do Uh this often. All of them do it. If a woman kisses a girl, you say, oh, okay, so you're a lesbian. No, I'm not a lesbian just because I kissed a girl. But if a man kisses a man, he's a faggot. Oh, that's all day, man. Well, a well there's, right there. there's, there's a couple of things. So that's there's a couple thing. of things. Well, when I say intimate setting, I mean, if me and you sit down at Starbucks and it's just me and you, to me, that's intimate setting. That's an intimate conversation. That's never going to happen at Starbucks. Okay, or, you know, or if it's just a conversation amongst people that I know, my deep or best friends, to me that's an intimate setting. Um, as far as that, um, I think 
I don't, I think um, one experience doesn't determine your lifestyle, right? So whether it's sex, it's business, you know, just because you have a lemonade stand doesn't mean you're self-employed. It doesn't mean you're a business owner. So there's so many things. Um, I think we are quick to, the problem with society, we want to label everything. That way we can have a better understanding. I don't even know. You know what? I'll be honest with you. I don't even think that's the issue. I think the issue is that the problem with society is that they want to label things for, that men do, but they don't want to label it when a woman does it. Ooh. Women are supposed to be protected. Well, Stella got her group. Stella, because Stella <laughs> gets her group back. I mean, I, I've been, well, look, look, girl, been, and everybody in the theater is appalled. Well, people don't want to have people don't want to have the hardcore discussions. You know, I've been in a situation where I thought the man was bisexual, and I was like, "Dude, what's going on?" And what do you? And it was like, like it was an uproar. It was bad, you know. So people don't want to talk about certain things. And my thing is, just let me know. Don't take a don't take away the rights of me knowing. Like, don't that. withhold my decision. That. So, I'll like, be honest with you, you, they have a thing called literatica. It's like uh-huh. it's it's a, it's a form of writing that they do. It's like an art form. It's sexual and it's and it's based. The number one purchasers of literatica material on the planet are women. Yeah. Shades of Grey falls under that category. Women, yeah. I believe, honestly, they are more horny than men. You know what the difference is? Women have the we- mindset of a prostitute because they they expect the man to pay them. <laughs> I mean, I, I think that's what it is. Like, like you know what I mean? Like, like, look, if men could charge women, if men could put up billboards about a male strip club and show some dude in the, in the, in the, on the billboard and his, and his joint hanging down to his kneecap, mm-hmm. he could charge women for sex. Women get yeah. a big booty, big titties, no brain. They charge men for sex, and all women charge men. I don't oh, yeah, definitely. charge them by paying a light bill. I don't Definitely. Care if you charge them for the gas bill, but they all Definitely. charge. Absolutely. And I feel like Absolutely. this: in the beginning of a relationship, from a relationship standpoint, if if that's what it is, if you're gonna be a whole, whether I meet you and whether I'm trying, I'm trying to be good person to you or not, then just tell me from the jump how much you're gonna charge me for whatever it is that I sexually. Need I don't. I don't think. I don't think it has to be that because if I have the discretion to present it to you right. I don't have to tell you what I need. I can present it to you, and if you decide to take ownership of it, well, so be it. Nah, but that's kind of a trick that women use. Because <laughs> that's when women get into that, that mind frame where they start to tell me, well, I think a real man should do da 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 And the minute that that man, the true wolf, doesn't do what that, you say that you think a real man should do, that doesn't then, even then have his, to be his, said. his pipe stays dry for quite a while. That all real no man, this real man, that that doesn't even have to be said. Like I said, it's all about the presentation, and you can decide if you want to take ownership of it. You know, I, I mean, I mean, I understand that. What I'm saying is, ahead, is that let I think women like treat dudes into doing this stuff. Preacher X Factor. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Lady J. I think what's really going on, if you ask me, are men money hungry and men horny and are women money hungry or women horny? Mm-hmm. I think these are all hidden emotions. And there, all, you there you go. All egos. There you go. She is my are, voice of reason. Go ahead. That 
are just um, not people that aren't truly able to communicate their true feelings, people that don't know how to put how they feel into words, and it comes out in actions. And because of all that, you have women that tend to see what works for a man, and you have a man that tends to work, look at women and see what works for a woman. And they kind of do the same thing. They're doing it to each other, or they're doing it to people that aren't necessarily in that mindset. But it's typically all about those hidden emotions that they don't want yet to um, unveil. And then I want to say something that goes back to what, Gary, you were talking about earlier. And yes, to address those emotions, it all goes back to the Cosby show. Right. Do you all remember when Elvin was married to Sandra? Right. And he was having some trouble because they was arguing, right? Right. He comes over to the the Cosby's, so the Huxtables, and Cliff is telling mm. him some instructions. Right. And he can't seem to understand it. He's getting so frustrated. He got all these emotions bottled up, and he says, Look, you said, well, Dad, in order for me to know that, I need to be psychic. And he said, right, right, <laughs> put, put the pickle up. jar down. Right. Give and, me the pickle right. jar. Right, and he put his hands up. Right, I know what you're up. talking about. It's right. about humility. Right, It's right. about truly understanding the nature of the, it all goes back to the standard. It's right. all about, I'm sorry, I guess I'm, I'm rounding it up for you, Randy. But mm-hmm. it's all about the standard. It's about the relationship. It's about the things behind the person, how they grew up, the society. It and all of that entails how people act out, and that wow. is what happens. You know Why what? Men are money hungry and horny. You know what? I want to. I want to hear. I like. That. I want to play, play a clip. <laughs> okay. Um, from my friend Corey Holcomb's show. <laughs> And let's see what he the reason why he brought oh, his Lord. show back. Oh, I, just Lord. I just want to see to show the world this my bad. why he brought the show back on, on you know, let me play it. You know a lot of times once the family leaves the house, a lot of times you never get all the brothers and sisters back in the house at the same time ever again. But in this case the 5150 show lives on. I introduce you to Brother Bobby OG Darlene Zoe. Yes, sir. And I am Corey Holcomb, the most hated, uh, useful motherfucker in the history of the United States of America. And this is the in our bootleg category, I mean, our bootleg system we put together just to bring a little show because we've been away too long and there's too much shit happening. Too many hoes getting away with shit without getting put on blast. <laughs> Too many lame-ass motherfuckers out here on TV. Nobody check them. That's what we are here for. We are here to restore balance to the pussy motherfuckers who have not been called out. <laughs> now, now, I had to get that. That was my comedy for today. But no, seriously, though, I, I, I really agree with what Lady J said. I think it's the emotions. And, and and I'm glad, you know, you said that, and you know how strategic I am. My next question is, how should a man carry his emotions? Mm. Men have trouble expressing themselves. Do we, do think about this. We, like, like Uncle Ward said earlier, we have been classified as women are the emotional ones, 
and men are the practical, tough ones. Practical, absolutely right. But if that too. But right. if we were all made with the same emotions, why can't a man express sadness? Why can't you know? I look at it like this: when a when I had a friend, I had a friend in in high school, broke up with his girlfriend, and this nigga was depressed. Like he really loved her, mm-hmm. but she was the town hoe. Mm. And he really, really really loved her Right And he was He let the love blind him so much That he didn't realize That the football team was just Down Mm. said hut All up in there Right You know, blue 42 (laughs) (laughs) Say hut (laughs) (laughs) But Every time he showed his emotions, and, and I watched him try to win her back, mm. he pursued her. And you know what I did as his friend? And one time we was in the cafeteria. Let me tell you how. Let me tell you, I was really embarrassed, but I never leave my friends. Absolutely. He was talking to her. Mind you, they've been. It, we were in eleventh grade. They've been talking since she was in. They were in the seventh grade. So they had some years behind. And she was like, I love you, but I can't control my sexual cravings. <laughs> she literally said that. Wow. And he's crying. Right. And the guy that's about to go have sex with this woman this girl, right. was laughing. So I punched the dude in his mouth. <laughs> Mm. I punched you that was laughing in his mouth. Right. Now, in the inside, I was laughing. Right. But that's your not, man. You're not going to sit here disrespect my and disrespect man. my man's when right. he's pouring out his heart. Right, right. Is that gay activity for a man <laughs> to pour out his heart? <laughs> Someone talk to yes me. No. Go ahead, Michelle. What you say? I said yes and no. Yes and no. Break it down. Go ahead, on that. Go deep. Um, I, I just feel, I think there's a time and a place for everything. That's my whole thing on it. So I don't know why all four or the other two, three people were there. So to me, that was unnecessary. But if it was in the privacy, you know, of okay. home, okay, car, or whatever, I'd be like, okay. And, I mean, once again, if that's a serious relationship, and, you yeah. know, you invest time in people. You invest time into people. So I and, feel like he had yeah. every right to cry and be depressed if that's how he felt at that time. Wow. So if you're in a <laughs> restaurant, if you're in a restaurant, Michelle, say you were the woman in this situation. Not, not. I'm not, and, and don't take that the wrong way. I'm not saying that you mm-hmm. just, you did. But say, and a guy just bust out crying. Y'all in Starbucks, since you mentioned Starbucks a couple of times. Y'all in Starbucks. Mm-hmm. And you would another dude, and you know, you know, you about to do your thing, and he's crying to you, saying, you know, I thought we was in love, I thought you loved me, and you're like, yeah, I love you, but uh, <laughs> do, do something to no. me that you can't do right now. Um, how how as the woman seeing a man who's a who just wants sex from you beside you and the man that is willing to cry in front of God knows who just to show you how much he loves you. What would be your choice? Uh, be honest. I, I don't honestly I don't know cuz part of me is like Jesus but part of me is like I don't know. I guess it just depends on how long we've been together 
or pretty much the overall time frame, what has been the discussion, because I, I do the hard conversations, and mm-hmm. I feel like I'm very honest, and if I'm with you, I'm with you, you know. I'm okay. down for the cause. Um, so, I mean, if we were in a serious community relationship, rightfully so. I've been that person. I've been oh. boohooing, you know. Um but I don't I don't know, it's hard to say because I'm not the person to be like, oh, we just kicking it. I don't do that anymore. So that's that's not gonna happen. You know what comes to mind, Randy? Yes, ma'am. You never miss a good thing until it's gone. Ooh. I just want my audience to realize something real quick. <laughs> Lady J is my voice of reason on the show. She is one of the most open-minded, divergent-thinking black woman that I've ever met. And so I value what she says on my show. And she's the voice of reason on my show. Thank you, I say things because I like to be controversial, and I love arguments. But she knows how to just say one phrase and bring it all back. And you know what? That makes her a Proverbs 31 woman. Because instead of ranting, she sits back and listens, and she speaks with intellect. And her soft words turns away the wrath of man. I'm just saying. And I'm cool with her husband. Her husband is my dude. Shout out to my nigga Smiley. Got that new coffee mug. <laughs> yeah, he gave me the presidential <laughs> coffee mug. But I'm just, I'm being honest. I'm not, I'm not trying to puff your head up or anything. I'm just saying... For my audience to know that you're my voice of reason, and um, you know, I, we this show is very is highly controversial, mm-hmm. highly. Mm-hmm. But you know how to bring the smoothness, the mellowness in the midst of the high controversy. Oh, I appreciate. So I appreciate what you said, but go deeper on what you just said. Well, what comes to mind, you know, because when you think about men. And when you all really get into a relationship that you truly love that woman, was there for her 100, and she breaks your heart and says she doesn't want to be in a relationship anymore, you all go to, like, the 10th degree to get her back. It could be meeting her in a nail shop, mm-hmm. roses, <laughs> cars, chocolates, whatever it is, whatever you got to do to get her back, you go into the ninth yard to do it. But you'll do that up until a certain point when you've been rejected so many times. Wow. And then what what you end up doing was you end up planting seeds into her mind, mm-hmm. even though she wasn't receiving it. Mm-hmm. You've planted seeds into her. And then once about six months gone later and she didn't dated somebody uh-uh. else that wasn't compared to you, she's remembering of all those things you did in the ninth yard for her to come back to you, and then she wants to come back, and then by that time, you're already done. Wow. So your well, friend well. was going to that place of the ninth yard and extending himself so much to the point where he couldn't do it anymore. Right, right. I don't know if she came back after she got dogged out, but... she. You know, honestly, I'm going to put it out there. She tried to come back, and you know, this dude is making about $120,000 a year. And she said, and all he does wake up, turn his computer on, in response to one email. 
literally one email. That's all he does for his job. Mm. But you know the downfall to his life now is that he has multiple women. Because he can't express himself. He can't give his heart to just one woman anymore. So he keeps his heart to himself, and he's okay with the women just wanting to be around him because he got some money. And I think that right there expresses why they say men have a hard time with their emotions. It's because once men get hurt, it's hard for them to avail themselves and put themselves back out there again. But women to go inward and Mm -hmm. tend to deal with the hurt immediately, but it takes men a certain amount of time before they actually deal with that emotion. You know, I'm going to say this. And it's going to be controversial, and I want anybody to go in, especially X. X, I want you to go in on this one. You know he is. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I ain't said nothing. (laughs) I want you to go in on this. You know, a lot of times men are labeled as the angry ones, but I believe that anger is the only emotion that women pay attention to. Right. When a man pours his heart out, <laughs> oh, that nigga's a clown. But when he gets, oh my gosh. So, I was told, not by my parents, but I was told in the streets that an aggressive person respects equal or greater aggression. So mm-hmm. the anger that women feel coming from their man is a response from what the man is actually feeling is coming from the woman. Mm. But we don't have the words to articulate to you. You're provoking me right now. So therefore, mm-hmm. we just get angry. And all you see is the anger because you're so caught up in the moment that you don't see that the words that you're choosing to say is provoking. For example, yeah. um, me and my wife have this system built, and it's called feelings versus reality. We we totally <laughs> express our feelings to each other, and then we look at the reality of the situation. And then after we realize that our feelings had nothing to do with reality, then we try to find out the root reason why we felt the way we felt. And it all stems back to previous relationships. relationships. Yeah, always. I told my I'll be I'll be transparent real quick. I was mad at my wife because I came home one day and I didn't have a plate made for me on my table. Mind you, my wife works a full-time job because she chooses to. Not because she has to, but because she chooses to. She works a full-time job because my mother owns owns a business and and my wife helps her. That's the relationship they got. She, that she's on, she's in, she's in class online, school. Not only that, we have two boys that don't just sit down and watch TV. Them, they like to fight. They like, I'm a boxer, so they like to fight. They like to box. They like to, you know, play games. They, they active. They're smart. They like to read. And my four year old's reading and writing his name and doing math, and he's crazy. And so when. She's got to do all these things. And we live an hour away from our job, and we're always driving and blah, blah, blah. So she's exhausted by the time she gets home, and she's ready to do everything. So when I get home, it's like, I'm like, man, the one day that she didn't have the plate 
was the only day that I actually noticed and realized that, man, this woman makes me a plate every night. Mm. So you know what I did? I went $65 on some roses and some chocolate and a teddy bear and sent it to her in the car just because. I don't need Valentine's Day or reason to... I don't need to lose my wife to un, to be aware that I that I need to appreciate her. Mm-hmm. So when a real man, what I, I use that example to say this: when you when women have a real man like that who's willing to say, you know what, even though I didn't express my attitude to you, I had one, and that was wrong. When you have a man like that, then that should be kept. Mm-hmm. But what society has built. Is for a man that does things like that, oh, he's a sucker. You got ulterior motives. But you know what? I'm going to say this. I'd rather be a sucker and be 90 years old next to my wife, still banging her lights out. Absolutely. Than to to be the hardest thing on the block with you. Absolutely. (laughs) Go ahead, Michelle. But now I was just going to say this Um, people respond to dysfunction. Woo! Chew on mm. that. Go deeper. Mm. Yes. Mm. <laughs> You're right about that. You're right about that. I don't know why people respond to dysfunction. I can be like, don't touch this, don't touch this. And then as soon as I cuss you out, oh, so you don't want me to touch it? Mm. Like. <laughs> are we, are we talking about body parts here? Whoa. <laughs> In general, just my talking about in general. Put my tongue, everything on that thing. <laughs> but I don't know why. Like, I, I don't know when you start. I can tell you why, real quick. You know why? And go I'm ahead. Say, go ahead. Let you finish, ma'am. Uh, what happens is this: as any adult, gonna be told to do. Okay, that's a, and that's any woman or any man don't like to be told what to do, especially a black man or a black woman. You know what we say? You ask me. <laughs> and, and what happens is when you say, don't touch that, and they look at that and they say, well, how come he or she doesn't want me to touch that? Mm-hmm. It's a reason why they don't want me to do that. And wow. the thing is that sometimes you should just do things for people because they said so. And sometimes, mm-hmm. as they said it, then all of a sudden now, well, I'm not going to do it because I'm not going to do nothing. You say, who you think you talk to? You ain't my mother my father. Mm-hmm. That's how they come across. Like, for example, I can tell my wife, I say, Asha, don't do X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. But my wife will do it anyway. <laughs> I do it anyway. But expect me not to say anything to her. After she does it, but then mm-hmm. this is the this is dysfunction that you're talking about. <laughs> I'm a dude that when I do something wrong, you know what I do? I own up to it, no questions asked, no excuses. I was wrong. That's it. But my wife, she'll say, "I know what I did was wrong." Now understand what I just said right now. I know what I did was wrong. But let me tell you why I did it. Wow. There is no reason why I did it. You knew it was wrong before you did it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and what happens is, it's like you're trying to excuse. 
or why you just did wrong, and you want to that and say it's okay. But when you get mm-hmm. a lot of those, yeah, you tend to blow your top off every now and then. That's all I want to say. And then I, go ahead, Mr. I, I Charles. I think this goes back to answer your question, uh, or I don't even know if it's your question, but your statement, Randy, you said anger is the only emotion that women respond to. And it, it's kind of twofold. One, that kind of they back, recognize. That they recognize, yes. It's kind of one that um, part of what Michelle said. She said, we're crazy. You know, black women, we crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what we do. But the other, the flip side to that is it's kind of like a psychological, a reverse psychological thing going on right there. Wow. Because going on is I'm, I'm looking to see if you're going to recognize, I'm going to recognize the emotion of anger and I want you. I want to see anger from you, because wow. I really want to know if you, if I'm really in there, if I'm really in your mm. for for response. For the response. Right. Wow. To see if I'm really in your heart. <laughs> That's true. And if I'm really in your heart, I won't do it again. Okay, so let me let me say this. Since we're talking about human relationships, if you're seeking response from that level, so when. So when I smack the nigga in the streets, okay, let's look at this. If I was to go to Ray Rice and me and him was to fight and he'd be with a left hook the same way he hit his wife with a left hook, does that mean that Ray Rice loves me as equal as his wife? Because she was looking for a response just as much as I was looking for a response. Mm-hmm. Well, that's mm-hmm. that's a question for X. Mm-hmm. Ooh, X. <laughs> you know, I want to tell you, X, I'm so proud of you. You sat there and you didn't Why? say a word. I want, and you and, know what? And I'm going to tell you something. Go deeper. <laughs> and I love you. And I'm going to tell you, regardless if you like it, what I'm about to say or not, that takes a lot out of you. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Mr. Go ahead, X. I, I give you a two minutes. I, was, Go ahead. I, was really, I was really just sitting here gathering information and ammunition. All right, look. <laughs> We can sit here and beat around the bush about this garbage all dog on day. You know what the number one emotion is that women respond to more than any other? Okay. It's being nonchalant. I use it all of the time. Women I, hate to I, argue by themselves. Right. If they say something and you be like, uh-huh, um, yeah, whatever. But if you notice, it, it, it's more of a thing where women can't handle what they dish out. Because if you look at that woman and say, all right, baby, look, don't do that no more. I swear to God, if I got to go down here to this office and talk to these people one more damn time, <laughs> whatever, 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 that is a woman's number one response to everything that that dude cares about is whatever. Mm, wow. That, day, that woman really that woman really don't give a rat's ass what you care about, brother. She don't care. What you care about means about as much to her as a warm bucket of hamster vomit. She feels like as long as you have some beer, as long as you get football on Sunday, and every now and then some college football on Saturday, and Monday night football on Monday, then you should be okay as long as you know she makes a sexual appearance every now and then into the bedroom. In the actuality, the woman doesn't care. She does not care what you want. It is of no concern of hers. You are supposed to be concerned with what she wants, how she wants it, and when she wants it. And you need to be made aware of the fact that if those three things, how, when, and where, don't occur on her time frame, you're going to have to hear that woman's mouth. 
And that's the, that's the nature of the game. Everybody can beat around the bush with me all day long. But there's somebody that's back at your house that knew you a whole lot better than I do. And if I had a conversation with him, he'd tell me the exact same thing. Man, she don't care. She don't care. <laughs> she don't care. She don't care. She don't care. She don't care. All she was worried about was whether she was going to get that purse, whether she was going to get them shoes, whether she was going to get that coat, whether she was going to get that new weeds. She don't care. She don't care. She don't care. I, I, I got to pay the car insurance. She don't care nothing about that. She don't care nothing about that. But she got all them parking tickets down there, and I got to pay them parking tickets. These are the complaints that men have. See, women don't know what men like and dislike because they're not listening to our complaints. They don't genuinely care about your complaints. If you ask most women, most women feel like, well, nigga, you ought to be privileged if somebody even want to be with your raggedy ass. (laughs) That is the way that they view men. They view men as though we are underlings. Look, the idea of the man being the head of the household in the black community has already been destroyed. So we, in our generation as men, we are under the gun constantly. Mm-hmm. If you ask for a night out with the fellas and you decide you're going out with the fellas, you can go and get your new outfit because you don't get to go out that often, get your hair cut, what you get now, Keith, for. Women actually verbally open their mouths and say ignorant, <laughs> stupid-ass crap like that. <laughs> you know what? That's what they say. That's what they say out of their mouth. They say stuff like that. So I mean, but then when you go out, it's like you go out and then you get put on a curfew. You're a grown ass man. Your woman gave you a curfew. You got to be in a hospital. Baby. Well, I'm, I know the club closed at two. Why are you just walking in here at four thirty? Well, baby, we went to the after house. You ain't say nothing about going to the after house. Like, do I need to tell you that I was going to the after house? I ain't got to tell you nothing. <laughs> And that's where that that's where that whole thing comes from. Are you asking me or are you telling me? Because black slavery is over. We now know I ain't got to do nothing but stay black and die. <laughs> and if you ask Michael Jackson, you ain't even got to stay black no more. If you don't oh, want to. Yeah, go ahead. You ain't even got to do that no more if you don't want to. Right. And let me let me say this. Women crazy as hell. And, and that they are, big man. But uh, let me just say this first, though, because just like there's a yin, there's a yang, and and and, and it's a balance. Because I'm gonna tell you something. X is absolutely right, though. But one thing I want to address what he said is that I don't think people are beating around the bush. Sometimes people, and I say this to you all the time, sometimes some people, some things are not necessary for them to say, and it's just not important for them. That doesn't mean they they're beating around the bush. That's number one. No, number but for the context of this show. Really, hold on, we're hold on, putting hold the information hold on, out there. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Number two, the thing is this. At the end of the day, some things that's not important to this person, maybe that, once again, doesn't mean that that's not what they really want to say. But like, for example, <clears throat> excuse me, you know my wife and you know me, and you are right about that. You know, you want to get your hair cut and all that good stuff and where you're going. Now, in my house, I don't have that problem. I go where I want. When I want, where I want, but it's a respect factor. And what happens is a lot of people, especially dudes and dudes that's out there doing dirt, what happens is you'll get caught up. And then when she says, well, you know what, where are you going? Because see, now your trust factor is out the door when she catches you doing something you ain't got no business doing. And it's the other way around, too. And that's why people say, well, I didn't know I had to tell you. I'm a grown man. I'm a grown woman. But when you do wrong... (laughs) Now it's kind of like if you want to stay in my good graces, it's kind of like that's what you're owed. Yeah, I get, I get that, but I'm talking about those women that do that and that man ain't did nothing. 
Okay, no, because no, they no, have no, this no, mentality no. of all men are dogs, it's, all men cheat. I don't care what you say, all men cheat. And that's what women think. We gotta go pay some bills real quick. We'll be back. We're gonna take a quick two point two. Chew on that Tuesday nights, baby. It's a banger. Gentlemen, we are back. Chew on that, man. Today's show has been amazing. And with that being said, before I get to my final thoughts and we wrap the show up and all that, I'm going to let Uncle Ward say something real quick. And then I'm going to play a clip, say my final thought, and talk to my panel just for a little bit longer and then we good. Go ahead, Uncle Ward. Real quick, real quick, I promise I won't take long. I just wanted to go back to where you asked that question as far as how should a man carry his emotions. When you was talking about your man, how he poured his heart out to his girl, and his girl looked at him like, well, you know, whatever. <laughs> like, you know, right, and, right. And I just want to say something on that real quick. What happens is, what I believe is that at the time when you were in school, you got to look at the age difference. When you're young like that, you, you don't know you're behind from a hole in the wall. Wow. When you become of age and you're seasoned, when you're grown, when you're a grown man and a grown woman, you tend to look at that a little different. Right, you right. You see what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. what happens is is that, you know, if a dude pours his heart out to you while he's 18 years old, nine times out of ten, he don't even know what the hell he's pouring. He's just upset. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Right, But right. when he's 30 years old, he's got specifics right. what he's pouring. You see what I'm saying? So what happens is when you are older and you decide to uh, disrespect what that man said, notice not what I said. I I didn't say boy. I said what that man said. Now it's a whole new different level because, see, now what you're doing is you're telling him his worth and his self-worth is worth nothing. Mm -hmm. It's back and forth the other way around as if it was a woman, and it's the same thing. But that's all I want to say on that. You know, I hate to do this. But before I get to my final thought real quick, I believe Corey Holcomb has an answer to one of the – he has an opinion to one of the questions, uh, To actually to a lot of things we're talking about today. Now, do I agree with what he's about to say? The world may never know. But it's hilarious, and it's offensive, and it's controversial, so I want to play it. The original liar, the original liar is the woman. And she continues to lie her way through life. And now, <laughs> I'm just 
just saying. And now, uh, the offspring of wretched club bitches um, oh. rule the streets. The and offspring of the, wretched club. The offspring of wretched club bitches are out there in large numbers. Brothers used to have to worry about the police and stuff like that. Now you have to worry about these misguided children that was raised by a woman. Only her backup comes from the court system, and the children are trained against the man. Are you saying? Are you saying? Yes. That wait, hold on. Are you saying that a woman cannot raise a, a balanced child on her own without the help of a man? What I'm saying is because diamonds are a girl's best friend. They don't care that the person who is giving them their power is destroying the community. They are still willing mm, mm. to go with that because they get the rewards. Absolutely. But what about women? Wow. So to go into my final thought, and I baited this so well, you know it's funny because I'm a, I'm a studier of the human, and so I know how to psychologically pan out my shows to line up exactly with my final thoughts. Mind you, I wrote this final thought before Anybody even knew what the topic of the show was. So in my final thought, I have this phrase. Empathy versus sympathy. I'm going to break it down. What we displayed today was one of these two things. It was either empathy or sympathy. Sympathy is, yeah, you know, I've been there, done that. I can understand it. I can sympathize with you. I can, I, I, I understand what you've gone through because I, I'm not going to give you what I know how to get out of that hole. Empathy is, I've been through it. In fact, I'm going to jump down in the hole with you and help you dig your way up. So what we've done in this show was we've classified what a man and a woman was, in our own opinion, and we either sympathize with things that wasn't our opinion or empathize. We either said, you know what, men are just horny dogs, or you know what, everyone's horny. So let me empathize and say, you know, women are horny too. You know, we, 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 we interface with each other in, in these ways because we were programmed to do it. We were programmed to either be empathetic or sympathetic. We wasn't never programmed to be divergent in our thinking. Remember that. We were programmed to respond in one or two ways. Why? Because if you only have one or two options, then the calculations of your movements can be predicted. So, therefore, society has been altered in such a way where you only have one to two choices to situations. And when you respond to situations in those one or two ways, then the person already knows what the outcome is going to be. So, therefore, we have a bunch of people who walk around like they're wise, but they're really not wise. They just know that one plus one equals two. Example, George Bush said if we don't do A, B, and C, then Iraq is, then, then Al-Qaeda is going to grow up to be something else greater. So when ISIS hits the scene, 
Everyone's like, oh, my God, where did they come from? Well, you stupid idiots. If you would have realized that one plus one equals two, you would understand where ISIS came from. It wasn't that George W. Bush was a prophet and he was prophesying the future. He made a prediction based upon calculated responses. What do we do in relationships? My wife or my husband is not going to like this. But if I do this on the side of that, then maybe I can get a little lenience from them. One plus one equals two. Or you say to your homeboy or homegirl, my man or my woman is not going to like this, but I'm going to do this to appease them, and Mm -hmm. this is what they're going to say. And then when the homeboy watches the interaction, you look back at him like, see, I told you, I got it. Why? Because we've learned to sympathize with everyone, but we haven't learned how to empathize with everyone. It's okay for me to understand that it's embarrassing for my friend to cry in the cafeteria, so I'm going to defend him and punch the guy in the mouth. But empathy would have hugged my friend and cried with him. Mm. Now I put myself on an even playing field. Mm. See, we don't look at it that way. We, we look at it like you did the just thing, Randy. You punched the guy in the mouth for your friend. The just thing to do was to put myself on the even embarrassment playing field that my friend was on. Hug him and cry with him. Why? Because that memory would hold him would hold him stronger than me punching somebody for him. Mm-hmm. So we have to learn that interfacing between man and woman, man and man, woman and man, have to be from the standpoint of empathy and not sympathy. With that being said, I know we went past our time, but again, this is my station, my show. I pay the bills. I'm my own boss. With that being said, I want my August panel to give a a last statement, and then we out. You know, uh, Michelle, I want to start with you. I want you to tell everybody how to find you, how to follow you, where to get your book at. Then we're going to bounce to Uncle Ward, X-Factor, and Lady J. Go ahead, Michelle. Well, once again, thank you for having me on tonight. I had a great, great, great time. I appreciate way, all of y'all. So, um, I want you on my show again next Tuesday. Okay. I think that can be done. I'll double-check my schedule, but it sounds good. Okay. Go ahead. Okay. But um, Network, Navigate, and Nurture, the equation to strategic networking, you know, look, whether it's professionally um, or in relationships, society as a whole, we have to learn how to navigate the maze and nurture our relationships. And my book just, you know, drops some nuggets on you for you to do that. You can catch it, um, excuse me, you can catch me on Twitter at Line25Consult. The book is available on NetworkNavigateAndNurture.com. It's on Amazon. Um, I'm all over the place, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, um, line twenty five consult Michelle Gomez. Last name is N G O M E. Thank you for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Ain't no problem, Uncle Ward. Um, absolutely not. Lady J goes first. The ladies go first. Yes, yes, ma'am. Well, thank you, Ward. <laughs> um, you all know you can find me on Twitter at Mrs underscore J Holly. Also, check out my blog Holly for Hearts. That voice of reason. He is referring to it's it's on there on my devotional blog, so you can follow me there as well, hollyforhearts.wordpress.com. X Factor. 
Thanks. Uh, <laughs> uh, well, I had fun. I ain't got nowhere for nobody to follow me. Don't, don't follow me. <laughs> don't follow me nowhere. Uh, but, you know, I had fun. I'm, I'll let y'all next week. Man, I know that's right. Uncle Ward. Well, I'm going to do it for you, X-Factor. This is your man, G. All Day Ward. And you can follow me at NYG All Day on Twitter. And also, you can follow us on Locker Room Talk Radio, which I am the host. That is my show. But my co-host is on the other line, Mr. X-Factor. So you can follow him on our show as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, also wanted to put out there because you were in my head X and that was going to be the topic of our show this week and the topic is will sports ruin your relationship wow and that is going to be our topic on locker room <laughs> smoke radio <laughs> Listen, I'm going to say this, this my, my, the chew on that audience I challenge each of y'all to listen to that show on Thursday night. From 6 to 8 p.m. every Thursday. Yeah, I'm listening. Yes. Wow. And you know, my man, my brother on the other line, you know he's going to give you that controversy you need. <laughs> so please make sure. Tell everybody. Tell your mama. Tell your daddy. Tell everybody to listen on Thursday. One love. And Appreciate listen. You. you know I love you, nephew. Yeah, of course. You know. And... Everybody knows who I am. I'm Randy Chu, the host of the show. Thank my audience for listening. You know, we do this every Tuesday, 6.30 p.m., two-hour specials. You know how we do that. But listen, you can follow me on Twitter, at Randy Chu. You can follow me on Facebook, www.facebook.com, slash Randy Chu, number two. And um, I want to end with this quote. You know how we say that women or men are a good catch, like, you know, like we're going fishing. Well, you know, sometimes you can catch a jellyfish, right? But you know, the mouth of a jellyfish is also its anus. Wow. So why do fish are catching? Because sometimes the person that you're talking to, breath might smell like... Some straight dude. <laughs> I hate it. What was that? Fresh hey. Wow, with that being <laughs> With that being said, I love y'all. This is what we do Tuesday nights. It's serious. It's fun. No one does it like we do it. And we're going to continue to do it. Chew on that. We out. Gunshots coming from sounds of blackness, giving this game with